Well, this morning we are going to wrap up a series that we started a couple weeks ago entitled Irreplaceable, and we began talking about the local church and really how the church is a vital part of what God wants to do in our lives. So I want you to look with me just at our first scripture. It's Matthew chapter 16. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail Against. And I want to just say to you this morning, the word church there, as we've been learning over the last few weeks, is the word ecclesia. It literally means to assemble together. So the church is the assembly of believers. It means to assemble together under a, for a specific purpose or under a specific banner. And so it is church when we assemble together under the banner of Jesus Christ. And we talked about that church is not sitting on your back porch reading your Bible. Church is not in the tree stand praying. Church is when we assemble together. So you can't have church unless you assemble together with other believers for the purpose of Jesus Christ. And so why is the church so important? It's so important because Jesus said upon this rock, and that rock, by the way, is the revelation of who he is, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, upon me, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to create an assembly of people. He said, I'm going to bring people together under the banner of my name. And then look what he says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This series, amen, this series is called Irreplaceable, but I want you to know that the church is unstoppable. We are an unstoppable force in the hand of God. You want to know why the devil fears the church? You want to know why Satan works so hard to keep you disconnected? He works so hard to keep you disconnected from the local church because he has no remedy for the church. When we assemble together, when we come together under the banner of Jesus Christ, there is nothing we can't do. There is no obstacle we can't overcome. There is no challenge that we cannot conquer. There is no mountain that we cannot climb. There are no obstacles that cannot be conquered when the church assembles together under the banner of Jesus Christ. The greatest force on the planet, the greatest assembly of people on the planet is the local church. Congress is not the greatest assembly. The United Nations is not the greatest assembly. Even Alabama football is not the greatest assembly. The greatest assembly of people on the planet is the local church. You are the thing that Jesus said the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. That's why the devil works so hard to keep you at home. That's why the devil works so hard to give you a million reasons why you can't be in a small group. That's why the devil works so hard to busy your life with all the things that at the end of the day don't matter. <laughs> when he knows that if you can ever assemble together with other believers... If you'll ever get connected to other believers, if you'll ever come together under the banner of Jesus Christ, Satan knows that is an unstoppable force that he cannot prevent. Jesus said the church is unstoppable. Let me just give you a real quick nugget of insight here. Assembly is more than attendance. Assembly is more than attendance. The word ecclesia means to assemble together. Assembly is more than attendance. We have a lot of people that attend church on Sunday, but they're not assembled. And there's a big difference. 
Let me give you a real natural illustration. I used this a couple weeks ago. But how many of you ever, on Christmas Eve, been up at midnight putting together those assembly-required toys? Aren't they great? Now think about that. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about that little, that little playhouse that you had for your little daughter that took you four hours to put together, right? And All the parts were in attendance. They were all there. But just because they were there in the box did not mean they were assembled. See, you can come to church and you can attend church and not be assembled. See, you can be an attender and not be assembled. How do you know you're assembled? We say it this way. We say, what group are you in and what team are you on? How do you know that you've connected beyond just being an attender where now you are assembled to the body of Christ? Well, we know you're assembled because you're in a small group. You're building relationships with other people and you're serving on one of our dream teams. You're helping make sure that other people are coming to know who Jesus Christ is. What team are you in? I mean, what team are you on? What group are you in? That helps us know, are we assembled or are we just attending? You can all be in the same box but not be put together. And the devil doesn't fear people that attend church. He fears people that are assembled that are the church. See, it's when you assemble, you begin to build relationships together. When you assemble, you begin to fight together. When you assemble, you begin to war together. When you assemble, you begin to pray together. And when you assemble, you begin to encourage each other together. And all of a sudden, because you're assembled together, there is life and breath and power that literally flows through your body because of the assembling of the saints. And so we are an unstoppable force when we assemble together. Amen? All right, so let's talk about the local church. Let's look at your first point on your outline. So we said the local church is irreplaceable. There is no substitute for the church. When you disconnect from the local church, you disconnect from the only thing that can help you become what God has called you to be. There's no substitute for the local church. There's no other assembly There's no other team, there's no other group of people that you can come together with like the local church that empowers and enables you to become what God has called you to be. There's no substitute. The church, by the way, was God's idea. Right? It wasn't man's idea, it wasn't a religious idea, it wasn't a bunch of preachers that got together and said, hey, we need to get people's money. Right? The church was God's idea, right? It was God's idea to assemble people together and through that assembly he would advance his kingdom in the world he would win souls, make disciples and destroy the works of the devil because the body of Christ would come together and be empowered and equipped to go out into a world that needs to see the real Jesus. Amen? So there's no substitute for the local church. Three reasons let me give you this Three reasons, or I put in parentheses there, three revelations of the church. Three reasons that you and I need to be connected to the local church. This is what we've been talking about for the last three weeks. Three reasons you and I need to be connected to the local church. Number one, we looked at this three weeks ago. We said because the church is your spiritual family, right? The church is your spiritual family, and the church provides 
the relationships that you and I need to mature in Christ. And we said we all need three people in our lives, right? We need somebody in front of us. We need spiritual moms and dads. We need somebody beside us. We need brothers and sisters in Christ. We need somebody behind us. We need sons and daughters in the faith. Why? Because it's through relationship that we grow. I asked you this question three weeks ago. I'm going to ask it to you again today. I want you to think about three transformational moments in your Christian life. And if you think of those three things, if I said, what are the three things that have most impacted your life for Christ? One out of those three, if, if maybe not all three, but one of those three will include a relationship. You are where you are today because somebody invested in your life. You are where you are today because somebody prayed for you when you weren't praying for yourself. You are where you are today because somebody challenged you or somebody encouraged you or somebody witnessed to you or somebody invited you to come to church. And your life has been radically changed because of relationship. The church is the spiritual family. Why do you need to be connected to the church? Because you need spiritual parents, you need spiritual brothers and sisters, and you need spiritual sons and daughters because it's through those relationships that we grow and become what God's called us to be. The second thing, we talked about this last Sunday, Pastor Curtis, didn't he do a great job last week? If you don't know, Pastor Curtis is the administrative pastor of our church, and he is such a blessing to us and to the church family, and we love him. And he did an awesome job. We were, we were Facebook living in last Sunday, and we were watching. We were walking into Whitewater, watching church going on on our cell phones. It was, it was really cool. So let's talk about that next point. We said the church is the soil that keeps us fresh, flourishing, and fruitful. The church provides the spiritual environment that you need to stay healthy, growing, and full of love, right? How many of you know we need spiritual environments? Right? How many of you realize most of you go to work and you don't go to a spiritual environment? Right? As much as we love football here in the South, it's not a spiritual environment. It is anything but spiritual probably, right? I mean, there is so much carnality on the football field and football arena, it, you can cut it with a knife, right? We love football, but it's not spiritual. There are a lots of environments in our world. And we are a part of a lot of different environments. And unfortunately, even many of you are going to go home today, and your home is not going to be a spiritual environment. You can change that, by the way. But that's a whole different series, whole different sermon. But the church exists to create the soil where you can be fresh, flourishing, and fruitful, to create spiritual environments where you can, where you can be healthy, growing, and full of the love of God. Of Jesus and Pastor Curtis did an awesome job last week talking about how those things come together and how that through the church we create environments for people to encounter who Jesus Christ is. Wasn't it amazing this morning encountering who Jesus Christ is? People walk out of this building every Sunday and their eternity is changed because we created an environment where people can encounter who Jesus is. Not a religious ritual, but a spiritual encounter with a holy God that allows people to know who God is in a real and a personal way. And so today, we're going to look at our third thing, and that is that the church is the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ, and it connects you to the fullness of Christ. I want to make a really bold statement today. You cannot become what God has called you to be outside the local church. 
I want to say it this way. I want to go so far as to say you cannot experience the fullness of Jesus Christ outside of the church. You cannot experience the fullness of Jesus Christ outside of the church. And let me tell you why. Because we are the body of Christ. God has chosen through His Son to now birth into existence the local church so that God through each and every one of us can reveal Himself to the world. Now I want to give you a couple scriptures and who we got up there on the projector this morning? There we go. Miss Elaine? Alright. So we're going to read this and then we're going to come back to it and we're going to go back through it together, okay? Alright, so let's read this. It says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Next verse. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say the feet, I don't need you. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Let's say that together, that first part. All of you together are Christ's body. Say it one more time. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Ephesians chapter 4, last verse, says, He and the he there is, is Jesus or God. He makes the whole body speaking about the church, fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, and let's just reread this together. And I want to talk through just a couple points from the Scripture. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. How many of y'all realize that we are all different? We are all different. There is a diversity in the body of Christ. Now, the enemy, Satan, wants to use diversity to cause division. But God uses diversity to cause harmony. If you've ever heard a choir or a little four-part harmony, barbershop, what do you call it, quartet, that's what you call them, right? Y'all can tell I listen to that all the time. So the barbershop quartet, you ever seen one of them little barbershop quartets and they're singing, they sing four-part harmony, is that right, Rob? I'm looking at you for some help. Help me out. So just act like I'm right. So anyway, so, so we got these, you know, they got the little four-part harmony. I don't know what the four parts are, but they got four of them, right? And they all sing a different part, right? This one doesn't sound like this one, doesn't sound like this one, doesn't sound like this one. But when they all sing their part, they're all different people singing different parts. But if they sing it correctly, that four parts of diversity becomes harmony. That's what God wants to do in the body of Christ. See, diversity is intended to create harmony. See, the devil uses diversity to bring division. He says, well, I'm not like Jeremy, and because I can't play the drums like Jeremy, I can't be in relationship with Jeremy. No, because I can't play the drums like Jeremy, I need Jeremy to be a part of my life, and he needs me to be a part of his life, because diversity creates harmony. 
And so the Bible says just like the human body has many parts, there are many parts that make up the whole body, and so it is with the body of Christ. We are all different, right? And if we were all like each other, it would be really weird. (laughs) But we're different. And it is that diversity that God uses to create harmony in the body of Christ. So let me just encourage you in this. Stop wanting praying and asking God to change you and make you like somebody else. You are anointed to be you. Now, you and I, our personalities, our gifts, our talents, our abilities, all have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit because if they're not submitted to the Holy Spirit, they get really ugly fast. But when you, when the uniqueness of who you are is submitted to the Holy Spirit, It creates a beautiful thing that allows diversity to create harmony. And I meet so many people that want to be like somebody else. Well, if I could just be like them, or if I could just act like them, or if I was just gifted like them, or if I just had a personality like them, or if I was just brought up like them. I want to tell you something. The fact that you're different is wonderful. The fact that you're different is wonderful. God created diversity. God made many parts. Right? Look at your body. God made many parts. And all of them are valuable, all of them are significant, all of them are important. And one part cannot say to another part, we read it a while ago, I don't need you. We need each other. Why? Because it's diversity that makes harmony in the body of Christ. Why do you need to be connected to the body of Christ? You need to be connected to the body of Christ because without the fullness of the body, you'll never experience the fullness of Christ. Because there's a unique element of who God is in you that I will never know until I know you. See, God reveals himself through all of us. God reveals unique attributes of himself through each and every one of us, and our diversity creates harmony. And if you're not assembled together, you'll never experience the fullness of Christ because you'll never experience the harmony of the body of Christ. Let's look at our next scripture, next screen there. It says, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. So let's just imagine for a second that everybody in here was just a great big old nose. (laughs) Ian, you're a nose. No head, no eyes, no ears, no feet, just a nose. I think Paul got it right when he said, how strange that would be. Now let me tell you what happens. If we're not careful... The enemy uses, again, our diversity to cause division. God uses diversity to create harmony. There's an old saying that says, birds of a feather flock together, right? The reality is, is you are naturally going to build relationships easier with people that are like you. Right? Because they think like you. They look at the world like you. And they're right because they're like you. And it's just easier to be in relationships with people that think like you and look at the world like you because that just makes, I mean, we're always thinking the same thing and we always want to eat at the same restaurants and we always want to handle the problems the same way. But how many of you know that everybody's not just like you? But there's a tendency, if we're not careful, there's a tendency, even in the church, there is a tendency to say that my part is more important than your part. 
And one of the biggest challenges that we have as leaders in our church, and let me tell you what we strive for, and this is our goal and our vision. Our goal and our vision is to create a holistic body of Christ here at Liberty Church. Because I'm just telling you, y'all hear Glenn back there in the back? Don't y'all love Glenn? Glenn would just pray all the time. Right, Glenn? It's like the most important thing you could ever do with your life, correct? So if, if we're not careful, Glenn will say prayer is more important than preaching. And I'll say preaching is more important. Did y'all hear him? I'll say, I'll say preaching is more important than worship, right? And Brother Curtis will say discipleship is more important than worship or preaching or prayer. And, and somebody else will say, well, you know, outreach is more important than all that stuff. And if we're not careful, this is what happens. We get segregated because we start thinking that our big nose is more important than you. How many of you understand, I, I got ten fingers, and if I had to choose which one I got rid of, I would have a hard time making that choice. I like them all. And when God made the body diverse and different, God made the body diverse and different because every part matters. We need prayer, we need preaching, we need worship, we need discipleship, we need outreach, we need all those things. We need children's ministries, we need youth ministries. We need to be touching people's lives and we need to be setting people free, right? We need it all. And that is the power of the church. The body of Christ coming together allows for diversity to become harmony. And I realize I need Glenn, and Glenn needs me, and, and Glenn needs Curtis, and Curtis needs Glenn, and, and we all need Jeff because he's just really cool. <laughs> right, Jeff? <laughs> so how strange it would be if we were all one part. So the eye can never say the hand, I don't need you. And the head can never say the feet, I don't need you. Look at that last verse again. Let's read it together. All of you together are Christ's body. Let's read it one more time. All of you together are Christ's body. What makes the body? The body's not made up by prayer ministry, by preaching ministry, by worship ministry, by discipleship ministry. The body's made up by all ministry. All the people doing all the things that we all do for the glory of God. Amen. Why do you need the church? Because you can't get that anywhere else. Nowhere else can you experience that. Let me give you one more point. Look at the next point on your outline. Why do you need to be connected to local church? Here's, here's a very clear point I want to make to you today. Because disconnected parts die. Why do you need to be connected to the local church? You need to be connected to the local church because disconnected parts die. Now I want to give you a little illustration this morning. Don't y'all love Amazon? Anybody here Amazon people? Right? I mean, my wife, like I got her a blue chip last week for Amazon because she's like addicted to Amazon.com. And like, so we're like Amazon Prime people. I mean, like the UPS guy just automatically stops by my house every day. Whether we have anything or not, he just stops by and says, hey, I just want to say hi. Just kind of missing y'all, you know. So anyway, I love Amazon. You can get anything at Amazon. How many of you can get anything at Amazon? So I, I purchased this at Amazon because this is really cool because this little thing right here in the box is really a picture. It's almost a beautiful portrait of what most Christians look like. 
Now, if you're a little faint at heart, just bear with me. Grip the hand of your neighbor and just hold on. So, y'all ready? So, this is a picture of what most Christians look like. It's kind of gross, ain't it? Most Christians are disconnected parts. Now let me tell you something about a disconnected part. The body can survive without one part. Right? Anybody here have their gallbladder out? You're still alive. Ain't that amazing? Brother Rick's fighting to hold on to his thyroid, right? We all know people that have actually lost their hands or their arms or maybe their legs. And, and you know what? The body, the body will survive without one part. But one part can't survive without the body. See, the moment you disconnect one part, the body is going to live. The body is going to grow. The body is going to go on. But the part that's disconnected always dies. So I want to ask you a question. Is this you? Are you an attender? Or have you assembled together with the body of Christ? Can you tell me the names of five people in this church that you know? What team are you serving on? What group are you in? What relationships are you building? See, the reality is this is a picture of most Christians because this is what happens. When you get saved, you become a part of the body of Christ. And what happens is, is we have people that accept Christ, but they don't want to accept the church. And so they become a disconnected member of the body. And the church grows because the body can live without one part. But one part can't live without the body. Now I want to give you one last thought before we go. Here's the, here's the thought. You and I need the church. Stephen, you need a hand playing keyboard this morning? I wanted to do that. I just couldn't pass that up. I'm sorry. That was just too good. <laughs> it didn't work. It wasn't that funny. Anyway, I'm, I'm not that funny. So here we go. All right. So you need the church, and the church needs you. Last point here. You need the church, and the church needs you. You need the church, and the church needs you. You need the church, and the church needs you. Why? Because when you find your place and when you do your part, the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. You need the church, and the church needs you. We need each other. We were, we were made to assemble. And it is in that assembly of relationship and life together that we grow and become, that we experience the fullness of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, 16. We read it a while ago. We're going to read it again. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. I want you to read that next little part with me. It helps the other parts grow. Let's read that again. It helps the other parts grow. When each part does its own special work, we say it this way. When you find your place and you do your part, guess what happens? It helps the other parts grow. 
Because I can't become what God's called me to be without you, and you can't become what God's called you to be without me. And when we come together, guess what happens? When we find our place and we do our part, we become healthy, growing, and full of love. Look at it. The whole body becomes healthy, growing, and full of love. The whole body. Not just one part, not just one hand, not just one leg, not just one foot. The whole body becomes healthy, growing, and full of love. Today, during our 1130 service, we have what we call our connection track. And today is connection track step three. And step three is all about you discovering your spiritual gift and your personality so that you can understand the part that God has created you to play in the body of Christ. Next Sunday, we're going to help you on step four, find a place to serve in the body of Christ. Why? Because when you find your place and you do your part, the whole body, everybody benefits. Not me, not just you, but everybody. The whole body benefits. Why? Because you need the church and the church needs you.